0: Bonsoir, Elliot. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Bonsoir, Elliot, our Mr. Robot podcast. I'm Alex. With me, as always, is Josh. This week, we're going to be discussing Season 2, Episode 10, Hidden Process. If you haven't seen it yet, stop now, go watch it, and then come back. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. All right, Josh, what would you think of this episode?
1: man it was something else
0: yeah it's definitely
1: it definitely had more action and suspense like it had a good build up than a lot of the previous ones for all my complaints of the first you know five or six episodes not really having a lot of movement they seem to be making up for it man
0: right yeah this is a this is a good episode. I you uh, you had texted me earlier today and said like, "Oh, I don't know. It's it's kind of okay." And then I watched it and I'm like, "Man, this is fucking great." Like, what was he talking about? And like, it's cuz I be- ruined I ruined
1: last week's for you. <laughs> yeah. So I, did, I wanted to play it down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so man, this was a great episode. Just everything about it, um, you know, we've we've joked a lot about how I might just one day go into a tear about walking dead. This episode might make me do it just because it's like the antithesis of like how bad the cliffhanger was for walking dead. Like this, this show was really good. Uh, so we open, we open on Colby and price having a meeting and, uh, Colby's released a new book, uh, or is releasing a new book. And, uh, he's talking (laughs) to price and they're, it's called, uh, the, the last honest man or the only honest man,
1: the last honest man.
0: The last honest man, uh, and it's basically uh, you know why yeah <laughs> uh, they, they throw a couple jabs at Trump too, and price is they have an interesting exchange, so price is asking Colby to do something in order to get uh, in order to to he's trying to buy influence for the uh, the ambassador to the u n in order to get a vote so that China can take over take- the congo or take over the congo essentially
1: yeah and. I have to think that has something to do with White Rose's um, exchange with price in the previous episode, something to do with the bailout and you know getting China's money for a, a no or low interest loan to get E-Corp back up on right. its feet.
0: Yeah. Um, so maybe it's quid pro quo for getting that loan.
1: Yeah. And really, like the scene itself, I don't think it was too important to the episode as a whole. Except for that nutty little monologue that Price goes on at the end. Oh,
0: that was so good.
1: About being the most powerful man in the room.
0: Yeah. And
1: that that being what drives, you know, what he does and the choices he makes. That that and like when you pair that with the like I will rain chaos on you quote from the previous episode, I think you're starting to get a bigger picture of what kind of person he is.
0: Yeah. He's like he almost fancies himself a god, which is even clear in this monologue. He says, "You know, I want to set the standard that hasn't been set since God made the world in His image." You know, that's how he sees himself. Yeah. So he's got a big, a big god complex going on there. Um,
1: Super narcissistic.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, but, he's but he also, plays it off
1: really well. Like he gets people to think he's weaker than he is.
0: Yeah, and he's like it's interesting cuz we've kind of seen him as conniving a little bit like he's always got a plan but now i think we're starting to see him like we're starting to see the depths of like how far he's willing to go you know like uh the it's it's very similar to the line that he delivered last time like i will rain chaos down on you i don't care if i lose as long as, so you, long as win. you
1: don't win yeah. yeah um so i mean but- he's just the kind of guy that would take a headphone jack out of a popular phone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's exactly what he would do.
1: (laughs) Takes courage, man.
0: It does. (laughs) This isn't a tech podcast, but it does take a lot of courage, man. I was inspired. Um, so yeah, so that, that was a really good scene. It kind of, then we cut to Joanna and Elliot, um, and uh, Joanna getting ready to kind of go pick Elliot up, uh, which I thought was was interesting. The, this arc was basically about Joanna trying to find Tyrell.
1: Yeah, and you learn some interesting things, too, that kind of make previous scenes we've seen throughout the season make sense. Um, you know, she's getting, she's been getting all these little gifts from someone, right? They're kind mm-hmm. of anonymous. But she relays this story about the first date that Joanna and Tyrell kind of went out for, and that she wanted these, you know, fake diamond earrings that some redhead was wearing. And, you know, she asks him, well, what would you do to get those? And he said, whatever's necessary. And it sets this tone for this weird relationship where she's like, well, you know, go sleep with that woman and get those earrings. And he does. And so like every time he does, you know, what's necessary, she gets some kind of a gift. So like, you know, the baby rattle or the phone or, you know, any any, th- any number of things that could have shown up at the house, that might be his way of telling her, well, I've done something that was necessary.
0: Right. She still kind of looks at Elliot like she knows something that he doesn't. Um, the The whole way through it, you know, she tries to give him the phone, tries to, get it, tries to enlist his help. I mean, that's basically the story arc for Elliot. This episode is trying to find Tyrell. Um, I thought it was interesting that she she told that story and that and that she's, you know, basically making the point that she gets whatever she wants, even when Elliot's like, no, I got to leave because, you know, Mr. Robot says, do you think how do you think she's going to react when she finds out that Tyrell is dead? Right. Um, Like she's going to kill us. If
1: if he's even dead. Right.
0: Even dead. Right, right, right. Um, So,
1: but the interesting thing there is like, she's like, do I seem like the kind of person that you want to say no to? Right. And like, given his recent history, he's dealt with worse.
0: Well, I mean, from his perspective, yeah, he's dealt with worse. We don't actually know. uh, I I feel like there's something about Joanna that we don't know yet.
1: Oh, absolutely. They're keeping her vague on purpose. Um, You know, she's a good actress, though. I, I really enjoyed kind of seeing more of that mess um. Yeah. So Elliot apparently agrees to help her. You find that, you know, he's in the van or SUV and they're on the way to, you know, Elliot's house and he's basically I got to stop and get hardware, my house was raided, kind of thing. And they stop at a uh, Micro Center. And you know, he starts buying, you know, a laptop, uh burner phones, Wi-Fi stuff, cables, you know, er- everything he would need to kind of get started quickly. Mhm. And then, uh, you know, they make it to Elliot's house, and he goes on this. Oh,
0: before, before we get there, let's, let's talk about what happens at, at Micro Center, because this, oh, was yeah, kind of, yeah. this was kind of something that I thought, I, I, think, it is, I think the whole storyline for Tyrell's disappearance, for Tyrell being gone, for Mr. for Mr. Robot saying that Tyrell is dead, to what happens in Micro Center, the entire story arc feels very odd to me. So in Micro Center, he gets a phone call on the phone that Tyrell uses to call his wife. And when he takes the phone call, immediately after he picks it up, Mr. Robot is gone. Well,
1: the whole store is empty.
0: The whole store is empty.
1: Which makes it even seem more strange because it's almost like Elliot's gone into cold storage again and somebody else has taken over. Right. Um, Like we've Uh, seen recently too with – you know, oh, you just froze up. I had to take over, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and he said, he actually says, uh, the line is, did you hear that? Right. And then, where is Mr. Robot? Uh, and I, I wasn't sure what he was. Was he talking about Tyrell breathing on the other line, and what, what is that? Um, yeah. So, I...
1: That was significant, but I don't know that we have enough information to know how yet.
0: Right, yeah. So it, it leaves a lot of unanswered questions. And why is Tyrell such a pain point for Mr. Robot? Right? That's, that's, yeah. that's a question that I think needs to be answered uh, in the next couple of episodes. Um, but it was, it was interesting because now Elliot, for the rest of the episode, is on his own. Mr. Robot is gone. Right, right. Um, so then they go back to the the apartment and Elliot uh, is trying to locate Tyrell's cell phone. Um, the bodyguard that's with him starts doing this kind of awkward, uh, you know... Talking
1: about his past clients and things like that. Yeah. While, just, you know, Elliot's building a cantenna, overriding, you know, windows with Linux, um, connecting to funny Wi-Fi networks. Um,
0: spoofing a... Uh, uh, NYPD request for cell phone location.
1: Yeah, and and even whenever they're in that last leg of the trip, Elliot says uh, something really interesting before they get to the uh, his apartment. Is uh, like, is this the system I was fighting for? Is war meant to be continuous? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's commenting on what we've been saying from the beginning. Is kind of like this isn't exactly what they signed on for. Yeah, and that could be because the the revolution didn't have a leader.
0: Yeah. And even Mr. Robot comments on it. You know, he's saying you get a discount for paying uh with a cryptocurrency sponsored by e Corp. Like this doesn't sound like if you ever needed a sign that we still have more work to do, this is it.
1: Yeah, with the whole e-coin thing. Right. Um, so you know, he builds a cantena connects on that stuff, and you, you know, they basically the, the hunt is kind of on at that point for Tyrell and they finally get this location, which is like 82nd street and park. If you look it up with uh, the coordinates they gave, mm-hmm. which is oddly enough at a computer repair shop in New York city.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> and, but the bodyguard instantly goes into like, you know, he wouldn't call from there and then like right. kind of snaps out of this. I'm telling you about all these doofy clients to like serious mode. Right. Right. Um, I want to skip ahead a little and just jump right to Angela and Elliot's exchange on the train, and then we can get into Darlene Cisco DOM, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's that's fine.
1: Okay. So, um, you know, the whole time Elliot is trying to determine where Tyrell is, he's getting texts from Claudia Kincaid, which we'll cover that in bits and bytes, but it's Angela. That's his code name for her. And... She wants to meet. So they meet on a train. She basically says, like, look, I'm going to confess, but I'm going to tell them about the femtocell, but I'm not going to burn you guys. I just want my part of this over. The whole exchange seems weird to me. I don't know if it felt weird to you. It seemed out of character her, for her story arc, given everything she's been maneuvering for the whole season. Um, Right. So for one, and then two how does she know she can trust the FBI? Dom has to be the only person she thinks she can trust because right. of her. Like she was just at the NRC and it was almost like she was about to be black bagged there, you know? Yeah. So, so the whole exchange felt odd to me.
0: It, it did feel odd to me. It, fe- But at the same time, I think if you look at what happened last season, after Dom gives her the card, she kind of breaks down a little bit. Um, you know, at the end of the at the end of that episode, and I don't know if everything up until now has been this just master plan plan to get you know data that she can turn in on E Corp. You know, maybe she's realized that like she's not going to win this, um, you know, and so I don't know. But the the thing about that that seemed uh, really odd is they're telling the story about when he like. Elliot is at some police station yelling at the guards about like not being able to see somebody. And she says, were you talking to Mr. Robot then? And he says, I don't remember that.
1: And it was so, a we museum. We don't know what it was a museum a
0: museum. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't remember that. And well, not- I think,
1: I think that I don't remember that. Remember in season one where he hacked himself and then erased all his information and put it on a blank disc in his little case. Yeah. That was him like erasing his himself. So right. we don't know if that had something to do with that or not. But Right. That so was I, also kind of odd considering the problems he's having with Mr. Robot and you know who is who's on you know who's being presented to the world and who's on the back burner.
0: Right. So the question there is and I know we we've, we've there's a lot of people that think that maybe there are um other uh, other alters or something, other personalities. It's it's interesting that he has this thing that he doesn't remember because we obviously don't know what they're talking about, right? Um, so the entire time that this is going on, you know, we're getting kind of glimpses that Elliot's doing, you know, doing his own kind of monologue about everything. Um, it's very clear that. Elliot feels guilty, you know, he didn't want to risk his friends. Was he even comments like, I locked myself in in a cage and let everybody else take my risks. Um, So this is an interesting development because it means that now we're gonna see Angela, hopefully we're gonna see Angela, um, you know, do this thing at the FBI, but we're also gonna have to see Elliot start to take on more of the responsibility for this revolution. And he's the leader of the revolution.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, especially given some of the talk between like Darlene and Cisco, which you know we're about to get to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I found, and the, and they also they finally kiss, right? So right, yeah. They they've been set up to be a thing since the first season, the first episode. They, yeah, and it finally sort of happens. Yeah. Um, especially where, like, you know, she mentions, well, we're not watching, you know, Back to the Future and Smoking Pot or whatever. And that goes back to a lot of people think there's something hidden in the Back to the Future DVD that's in his apartment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It just felt like odd that she would call that out. You know, that seems significant now. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, okay, we can get into the action (laughs) section of the podcast
0: yeah there's a lot of action
1: so we've got darlene and cisco um and dom
0: yeah cisco brings back a bruised and battered vincent um who was part of the dc op that was the bull uh the bull's balls falling into congress
1: yeah these nuts Uh,
0: (laughs) damn it josh damn it walked right into that one um uh, and so they you know they have this conversation i I really liked this from Cisco, where he 's like, "Stop trying to pretend that you are in control of all of this. This is like the most fucked up this plan could possibly have gotten. You are not in control you 're not a leader, and you don 't understand what 's going on like what you're is not the fuck sp- up?
1: you're not special yeah and th- this all started too because. She just wanted to let him die. Like we can't take him to a hospital. Right. Yeah. And like Cisco, it's odd that he's your moral compass in this situation because you know he works for the Dark Army, right? Um, which is you know, it's kind of the way it goes. Uh, with with regard to the way you know she's been recently, like you know she killed Susan Jacobs. Um, she's okay with letting what she considers peons die. I guess. Um, but you know, he points her in the right direction and she kind of snaps out of it.
0: Yeah. So they take they take Vincent to um to the hospital. While they're doing this, Dom is, you know, she gets called to the apartment. Uh yeah, the, the smart home. The smart home. And she gets a picture, which is basically a sketch of Cisco. Uh, so she knows that now these, these two things are linked. So she's which, on Yeah,
1: that matched Ollie's sketch from the all safe hack in season one.
0: Right. So she's on the hunt for Cisco and Darlene. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that's interesting because we, we see that the FBI is like very aggressive in, uh, this sort of post five, nine hack post, uh, you know, their dirty laundry getting aired everywhere.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, you know, they bust into Cisco's house. Obviously no one's home because they're at the hospital. Um, and you see, you know, she gets Cisco's real name from his uh, ID badge. You know, Francis Shaw, and uh, you know, they they eventually deduce that he's at the hospital because they were helping this guy limp out or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they put out the sketch. You know, she doesn't want to put out the sketch on TV because she thinks basically it's a death sentence from the dark army. Like as soon as they find this guy, they're just gonna kill him and we're not gonna get any information out on him. And so um you know Darlene and Cisco, they get news that you know Vincent needs scans. So they're gonna they're gonna go get some food, right? And in that time, another nurse starts and switches the TVs to news. And the nurse that told them about the scans basically sees the sketch, and that's how you know Dom gets to the hospital ultimately. Um, and because she's sharp, she figures out you know they haven't left yet. So that kicks off her hunt scene. And then simultaneously, yeah. while they're having the hunt, you know, Darlene and Cisco are kind of having this deep conversation at you know this diner
0: yeah Darlene wants to get the fuck out she wants she wants out of there like it's clear that the pressure is on Darlene and Cisco um you know well, there's there's yeah, the like Cisco
1: out. says he wants to run too,
0: right, but she um, says she's
1: also tired of running, so it's one of those you know heads well, or tails kind of things
0: yeah, but I mean Cisco is even like you know we're, there's nowhere we're gonna be able to go where we'll be safe like we're gonna be running forever and she she's like but I'm tired of like Stitching my phone and getting a new cab every time like she she's sort of very much um out of it in terms of like she wants out uh and even if you the thing that i thought was interesting is uh given the cliffhanger for this episode in Dar- when darlene is in the hospital and she's telling this story about getting lost getting picked Ki- up kidnapped, getting kidnapped pretty yeah. much like she, she goes and wanders around gets lost gets kidnapped she's telling this story to cisco and and the entire time she's telling the story, I was like, this story is very weird. Darlene's going to get capped. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Like the whole well, I mean, time
0: that they were doing that, I was like, man, this, this story, like this entire scene, the way she's doing it, like this is exactly what you have a character do an episode or two before you kill them. Yeah, like, I mean,
1: and we've, I've been saying that for a while. Like she's gone down that downward spiral you know, they're going to do something with her soon. And then I even said, like, the same thing, like, um, with Cisco. As soon as he starts becoming a likable secondary character, yeah. uh, my, you know, spidey sense is going off in, in regards to that. Right. But, you know, they start having that, that conversation, and, you know, it seems like she, she kind of lays it bare that, you know, everything was always Elliot's plan, and he was always the leader. And, you know, it makes it seem like she's jealous of him in some way because it was always Elliot. You know, that's a a quote that she used and it seemed like she was happy being kidnapped. And the circumstances of that kidnap are really fucking weird. Like that
0: entire story was really weird.
1: Yeah. So if it's true, that just raises questions, right?
0: Like if it's true, I mean, you have to wonder, like obviously Elliot came from a broken home and we've kind of known that since pretty much the beginning of the show. But I mean, how much bad stuff has to happen to one family? You know what I mean? Like, like there was a lot of stuff,
1: but I mean, well, from the point of like how much bad stuff has to happen to one family, that's typical for origin stories of any kind of character. Right. Right. Got V for vendetta. You know, he was thrown in jail You've got Bruce Wayne; his parents were killed. Right. You've got, um, you know, Superman; his whole homeworld was killed. So, like, you've got these, you know, shitty situations, and it's just people, you know, what comes out of that shitty situation. Um,
0: right, right. You
1: know, as far as origin stories are concerned, um, and you can even have two characters be so similar um, in origin stories, but one turns out to be a villain, and one turns out to be a good guy. Uh so it's just odd that you know there's this huge difference between Elliot and Darlene despite that, them having such a, a shared upbringing.
0: Yeah. The the thing that I thought sucked about this episode and it didn't really suck cuz it like everything about this episode was great. Like the pacing, the, the suspense, just the tension kept building from the very beginning of the episode up through to the to the finale. To like, the very end. Uh, this episode was masterfully put together, um, and I thought, you know, the way that we were brought into Darlene, the way we were brought into Cisco, and it all kept, it all led very much to, you know, the very final thing that happens, um, which, uh, you know, there's a spoiler alert on this entire show. This is a mega spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, which is clearly the Dark Army did find out they did have a problem with uh with cisco being you know broadcast. well over and they
1: found the location because they probably had people near the hospital given that they ha- they were in the femto cell right? right and as soon as dom goes i know you know i'm at this restaurant you know fifth and whatever get here now you know not only did she alert the fbi but she alerted the dark army
0: right, right? Um, and
1: so the it, what I I want to call out before we get to the obvious, you know, kablooey here is she was in that restaurant for a good 30 to 60 seconds. Yeah. Without putting cuffs on anyone. You know, she's having a discussion with them. They yeah. didn't try to run what happened in those seconds.
0: Right. That was a, a very clear, just kind of um really interesting thing because i had the same thought i was like what are they talking about in there for that long like she you know right nothing's happening um, all right
1: well and then you've got the motorcycle
0: yeah motorcycle pulls up this guy uh gets off the motorcycle walks up and i mean he has just,
1: some sort of automatic weapon
0: yeah and just starts lighting up the diner just like open fire um starts kills, leaving yeah, uh, like kill Cisco pretty much pretty sure killed Darlene.
1: So uh, uh, I don't know that that's going to be apparent to most viewers, right? So you have to watch the freeze frames to see it. And in the yeah. freeze frames, you see Cisco's head explode like a goddamn melon, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and oddly enough, there's probably a ketchup bottle on the table or something that looks like it gets hit, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Dom has blood all over the front of her. Yeah. We don't know the status of Darlene or, you right. know, Cisco. People have been shot in the head and lived before, but <laughs> you see the freeze I mean, he's,
0: frame. He's pretty much gone.
1: He's gone. <laughs> he's he's got to be done. Um, but it's another one of those situations where if you remember when Dom shot that guy in the lead, leg, he killed himself. And the same yeah. thing happened here. This person got hit and killed himself.
0: Yeah, or he, attempted to.
1: We don't know if they're dead or not, but definitely right. went under the helmet and shot himself or herself.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, I, I'm pretty sure that the Dark Army person is dead. What did you think of the two people that were on the subway? Because I was very confused as to who they were.
1: So yeah, like, I, I don't know who they are either. I was hoping that it was either uh, Trenton or Mobley, or Trenton and somebody else, or Mobley and somebody else, or... An yet unseen hacker group that's looking to help out, or something right. like that. Um,
0: I, so based on uh, just based on the silhouettes and the way that they looked, I didn't I didn't think there was Mobley and Trenton. Like I was, yeah, pretty sure wasn't
1: it didn't either. The heights were off.
0: Yeah, um, I was really worried that it might be Dark Army because she's clearly going to go tell people. Like she's going to go tell the FBI about the femto cell. Right. Um, presumably, they have a way to know that because they know that she's the one that planted it. You right know, so could she but, al- could she also be out of it like i don't too? know
1: and, and the odd thing is is like you know that you now we now know that stage two was elliot's plan that he just you know happens to forget and you know what they did to the cell could have been part of his plan
0: right yeah
1: you know or tyrell's plan or a, a yet unseen alter ego part three right so it could be any number of things Um I would have to say that if it was Elliot that we're most familiar with that he wouldn't allow Angela to be hurt. But if it's this Elliot that's okay with, you know, basically what amounts to terrorism, who knows, right?
0: Yeah. If it's uh, either Mr. Robot or this unseen third altar that you know, again, this theory. There's no we have no
1: no nothing to say that is true. I mean, it yeah. could be Tyrell, it could be anybody. Um, I'm not really on board with the whole third altar thing yet. So yeah. Um, you know, whatever. But yeah, I don't think we have enough information to know who that's gonna be. That's your typical knock on the door hang uh, right. you know, cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. I mean it was it was really good, it was really well placed. The reason that I thought that it might be Dark Army is because the the way that, that the scene is cut, it's cut so that they show up and then the next thing that happens is, is Dom goes is into the, the diner.
1: Drive by stuff, and yeah. They
0: drive by. So like it was uh, it seemed like the tension was building, and then also the whole um, the whole thing with elliot saying like i don 't want to leave her and then kissing her goodbye and then leaving is also kind of i mean you could look at that as wrapping up their relationship too, you know
1: oh yeah, like the mafia kiss like here 's a kiss yeah. now you 're dead, kind of thing, yeah
0: yeah, or not even necessarily like as though it were on purpose, but like you can read that as like all of the left, all of the like loose ends of their relationship being tied up. Right. Right. Um, They bow and they now know, you know, that, that kiss pretty much says like, this is what, you know, we've, this is what I've been thinking about the whole time. Right. Right. Um, And, you know, I know we, uh, we don't know what Darlene's status is. I'm inclined to believe that she's dead. Uh,
1: I think she's alive. Or injured,
0: I like. Meh. I mean, it could go either way because we don't, we don't explicitly see. Even I mean, it's a it's a
1: coin flip at this point. But I happen to think she's okay.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Cisco, on the other hand, I think is dead meat. (laughs)
0: Um, The only thing that's the only thing that's going for she's alive is that if she is alive, Cisco's death is going to
1: set her off in some way.
0: That's that's that would be a big uh, point of conflict for her character. Right. So, so yeah, this episode was really great. I loved all of the pacing and, and everything about it. Um, it was a great cliffhanger, the suspense being built up and just executed in the right way. Sorry, Cisco.
1: Yeah. Um, executed. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's what I did there. Um, it, it was really good, uh, you know, not like some other cliffhangers.
1: Look at you! You're gonna get going any second now.
0: I know. I even, <laughs> yeah, I, I could man, cause this is like, this is this is a really good episode. Uh, so do we have any bits and bytes? Do we want to get into that?
1: Okay, so bits and bytes. Um, the hunt is on for whatever Elliot mentioned is in his apartment. Um, people are going through the VR experience. They're looking at clues from showrunners. Um, trying to figure out. What is in the room that Elliot needs? Um, so the, the internet's kind of hunting it down, and you know you're going to see a bunch of shit posts, and you're going to see a bunch of good content, and hopefully something boils to the surface soon. Uh, we'll call it out when it does. Obviously, it'll probably happen next episode anyway. So whatever. Um, another fun piece is uh, when the FBI hits Cisco's apartment. You see, his name is Francis Shaw um i'm guessing his name is francisco and he just goes by francis um but the interesting link there is frankie shaw was the actress that played shayla in season season one so it's kind of like a a throwback back to her um Uh,
0: so that's like even foreshadowing that he's about to just get
1: yeah because you know she got whacked by vera so you know that was kind of you know interesting uh, the Wi-Fi names I ca- I thought were kind of punny, you know, pretty fly for a Wi-Fi. <laughs> it hurts it hurts when IP. And we, we see our second friends reference in the past couple episodes. So um the Wi-Fi network he connects to is uh it's like we're always stuck in second gear, which is from the friends theme song. And you know, the first was from the previous episode. Her boss's password was holiday armadillo, um, uh, which is so funny because I'm just remembering it now. Um, and looking at my notes from last week, and I went to a neighbor's house and they were playing that episode where Ross dresses up as this holiday armadillo because they don't have this character from like uh, if if you're Jewish they don't have any characters. And I like just watched it and I finally made the connection. Like, oh my god, that's what that was from. <laughs> so <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, when Angela is texting Elliot, she his the contact is uh claudia kincaid and that's the character from the book that almost everybody reads in elementary school which is you know from the mixed up files of basil e frank wilder or whatever her name is um on a way which kind of mirrors darlene's running away kidnap story um to a museum which is again what happened in the museum thing um and they end up doing all this research about statues and stuff. So that's her name. She mentions it in season one. um, So it's a good throwback. Uh, A lot of people have said that the diner, the sign Lupe's, um, whenever you look at it at an angle, it changes into lies. If you rewatch that, instead of saying Lupe's, it says lies, which is kind of neat.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, So the freeze frame, I, I said, mentioned if you can find it. It's all over the Mr. Robot subreddit. There's Facebook groups and stuff. Definitely shows Cisco's head being wiped out.
0: Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, (laughs) uh, Cisco was fast becoming one of my favorite characters too. Yeah,
1: and I told you, like that means he's not long for the world. Um,
0: Television works.
1: When Elliot is in Micro Center, um, the bodyguard guy is playing Watchdogs on yeah, uh, I saw that. that was great. So Watchdogs itself was overhyped as a video game, but for people that haven't played it, it's a game where there's a vigilante hacker and he's using this system that this corrupt company has built to, you know, get revenge for um, something. I'm not gonna ruin it in case you want to go play it. It was overhyped. It was okay at best, but it was still there were aspects of it that were fun. Um, but it's basically a vigilante hacker game, which is, you know, kind of a good throwback. Um, considering the game or the, the show takes place in like 2015 or whatever. Um, this one is, I think probably the most interesting bit and bite from, um, the show. So the show's episode name was hidden process. AXX and AXX, um, is a file format for when you're trying to hide things inside audio files. um, And there was a Reddit user who uh, picked that out. His name was like Nocturnal Nulled and found out that in the episode during the train scene when there's these posters on the wall that say like Phase for Discerning Listeners. um, If you look at that scene, it basically says um, in here – like the fire is rising or the fire rises or something like that. And it was like hidden in there, but it also looks like there's more layers and like people are still trying to pick it out. That seemed to be the big, you know, hidden message um, for the week, which was, I thought was kind of, uh, you know, really interesting um, in terms of the show and hidden messages and things like that. Um, there's some more stuff going on in the ARG world. Uh, apparently there's a page looking for, a password hash or um, a password to get to the next step of it, but nobody knows kind of what that is yet. So um, those are kind of most of the interesting bits and bytes. Oh, and I also wanted to call it the uh, Cisco's name being Francis Shaw and Frankie Shaw. That was from uh, Reddit user DL Books, B-O-O-X. So uh, they're the one that had the thread about that that I found interesting. I probably wouldn't have gone and hunted that down on my own. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, right. But yeah, so those were kind of the bits and bites. Um, I did not watch, uh, the preview for next week, mostly because I want the hype train to keep going. Um, but I did, I did learn that the finale is a two parter and it's not going, it's not going to be shown back to back.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So about cl- the cliffhanger opinion you have, it might change <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I kind of trust Sam Mida to, to do a good job with it. Yeah. and I also have the uh, the after show from last night to watch because it was like a special um, like oh. hacking hacking robot or whatever um, where they had a lot of the the show's actors and actresses on, which is separate from the verge like after show that they do online
0: right so i i definitely i think um the thing that i want to see at a next episode is we we've both been kind of saying that we expect to see a tyrell episode it's got to be in the next episode um i mean or
1: or in the finale like
0: well i mean there's only i guess it could be in the finale if it was like the first half of the finale or part of the finale. Um, but if the idea was that it was like a whole self-contained episode just about Tyrell,
1: yeah, I'm losing, next. I'm losing faith that we'll get that. But I'm also not married to the idea anymore, like I was before.
0: Um, so either, either that's got to be, you know, coming up, or um, it's got to be in the in the season finale. I feel like we have to know what what happened to Tyrell, like definitively what happened to Tyrell and what's going on with Mr. Robot by the end of this season, right?
1: Right, and it, presumably they're also going to set up some plot device for Season 3. The show's going to get renewed. Yeah. Um, they're not just going to drop it off. It's popular. It's got great ratings.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's, presumably... It's life its own.
1: Yeah, I mean, presumably they're going to set up some plot for Season 3, whether it's some new hacker group, it's... Um, You know, somebody switching sides, whether that's Darlene or Dom or, you know, or, or, or Um, we still don't know what happened to Mobley and Trenton. Um,
0: So I do want to see what happened to Mobley and Trenton. So next episode, uh, I'd either like to see an episode about what happened to Tyrell next episode, or I'd like to see an episode about what happened to Mobley and Trenton. Um, I think most of the other questions that I have Uh, can wait until the season finale, because I feel like all of the things that I want to know beyond that are, like, big, huge plot things that would only be answered in the finale.
1: Yeah. Um, For some reason, I feel like we're probably going to get another dose of Leon sometime before the finale. Okay. Just given the whole, like, tell White Rose I did good thing. Yeah. Like, that'll come back around. Um, And obviously, whatever stage two is.
0: Yeah, we definitely need to know what that is too.
1: <laughs> that could kick off season three as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't necessarily matter. That,
0: that almost feels like it would be like the season two cliffhanger is finding out what it is. Right. And it kicks um, like, off like a, a thing.
1: And, and I have to think that if Darlene is in fact dead, that's going to set off a chain of events with Elliot that the dark army wasn't necessarily ready for. Like I th- I'm pretty yeah. sure the hit was on Cisco and Cisco alone.
0: Right. Yeah. And,
1: and so like it- if she were killed, that would throw a monkey wrench in everything. Uh yeah. I'm sure Ecoin is going to factor in, you know, more prominently like what the plan is with Ecoin. And then obviously what the deal is with the plant, the nuclear plant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we do have a lot of questions. We have a lot of questions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that's good. Um, And they're questions that don't necessarily need to be answered right away. Right. I'm okay with them not being answered right away. But we do want to get an answer to them. Um, It's mostly, and that's the hallmark of a good show, is that you care more about the characters than necessarily the plot moving every episode.
0: Right. Uh, But uh, Mr. Robot does do a good job of moving the plot every episode. So, well, so I I would argue that
1: the first half of the season was pretty slow, overly slow, but, um, with that being said, Sam Esmail does a really good job of setting things up and then knocking them right out of the park.
0: Yeah. And even the first half of this season did, uh, you know, there were a couple of things that were slow. I, I only remember one episode being, you know. This is the weakest slow yeah this is the weakest episode where nothing like nothing happened and i was tired but like it, it does a good job of, of at least moving us in a direction every episode even if it doesn't give us all the answers that we want yeah so i think that's uh pretty much everything that we had do you have anything else
1: uh no nothing really i mean uh obviously wanted to mention that we Kind of outgrew our hosting platform on uh, SoundCloud. We're going to try to keep uploading stuff there as necessary, but um, we had to move to a new host, which is a sign of of good things, actually, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're going to keep doing that, and you know, we're going to branch out into other shows too if we can. Um. So expect yeah, more definitely. from us. Uh,
0: we we've moved to uh we moved to a new provider. We are going to upload. You'll be able to get the last. After this month, um, you'll be able to get the last three episodes on SoundCloud. Um, but you'll be able to get all of the episodes on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, and we're going to be listening to podcasts in other, uh, podcast directories as well. So, uh, look for us there. Um, and and then we'll we'll
1: eventually get a site up where you can listen to just like SoundCloud.
0: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we're also thinking about doing, doing maybe more shows. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, and if you like the show, uh, you can follow us at on Twitter at Bonsoircast. Uh, you can subscribe again on iTunes or Sound or on iTunes or on Stitcher, um, and you can view the last three episodes on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com/slashbonsoir_underscore_eliot. Uh, yeah. And if you like the show, send it to your friends uh, and get them interested in uh, in Bonsoir Elliot.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, Thanks. I think that's going to wrap us up.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening, and, and
1: bonsoir. Bonsoir.
0: Mister-